countries like Russia see a very different opportunity. My sense of cryptocurrency is uh, largely driven to evade U.S. sanctions and to undermine uh, sovereign currencies. Both of them are a challenge to the national interest of the United States. We need to search for conventional solutions. These are the people who will build our new future and live there. One of those unconventional solutions is the Ethereum blockchain, created by a man named Vitalik Buterin. Raised in Canada to Russian parents, Vitalik is the blockchain movement's biggest celebrity. If blockchains are in a vast transformative, as you know, the proponents are saying they are, then that would imply that eventually we'll see hundreds of millions of people using it in some way or another. Vitalik created the Ethereum blockchain when he was just 21 years old, and its cryptocurrency, the Ether, is second only to Bitcoin. Its market cap increased by over 10,000% in 2017. Vitalik is on a global campaign to raise awareness of his creation and its potential applications for business, finance, and government. Where are we going now? Um, we are going to Kazan, which I understand is the capital of the Republic of uh, Tatarstan in Russia. You know, I've met government people from Canada, U.S., U.K., Russia, China, Taiwan, Singapore, Thailand. Usually the central banks want, want to have a chat, and like, why not? But you're 23 years old, and you're saying sentences like, usually the central banks want to talk with me. That's not, it's very rare, I would probably say. Um, I'm older than you, and nobody wants to talk to me. Um, I... Am I riding with you guys? Is that... No, we can't. I think you're, you're riding the Nitkan. So we're behind a very nice Mercedes that we're not allowed to be in because it's a VIP car. Metallic is treated like something of a rock star here. The Kremlin rolled out the red carpet for Metallic, hoping their prodigal son would return home. Right now we are going to the Unified Presentation Center of the Republic of Tatarstan. This is a place where we make wow effects. So the government of Kazan is pulling out all the stops for Vitalik. We are on what appears to be hour three of a never-ending tour of the city. The Russian government's hope is that Vitalik's technology can be as transformative for their own finances as it has been for his. Well, I heard about Bitcoin for the first time in maybe February 2011. Eventually, I found a guy who was willing to pay me five Bitcoins per article for writing articles for his Bitcoin blog. And what was Bitcoin worth at the time? Each Bitcoin was $0.8. Zero point eight dollars, you do five per article, and now that would be five thousand dollars an article, right? More or less. Okay. No. Yeah. You know, being a, a high school guy with not much money, I thought one point five dollars an hour was a fairly reasonable wage. So I yeah. That was a good deal to you. <laughs> five dollars an hour. Yeah, fight for one point five. Yeah. <laughs>
explain to me why this technology is so transformational that people think it will change the world. Because they represent kind of epochal changes in the, the options that we have for interacting with each other. With uh, Bitcoin, it's, uh, you don't need banks to send money anymore. It's just something that happens directly peer-to-peer. And Ethereum extends that to making digitally enforceable agreements. That changes whole industries, doesn't it? And it hasn't yet, but we'll see.
As U.S. lawmakers are working out how to regulate cryptocurrencies, Russia is making major moves to integrate it, not only in an effort to avoid U.S. sanctions, but to undermine the power of the dollar in international trade. Sergei Gorkov was trained by the FSB as a Putin confidant and currently serves as head of Russia's largest state investment bank, which was hit with sanctions by the Obama administration in 2014. He recently signed a deal with Vitalik in support of a new blockchain research institute. Tell me why the bank is so particularly interested in blockchain. Банки коммерческие понимают, что традиционная банковская деятельность, наверное, не будет существовать в том виде, в котором существует долг, который, конечно же, не будет предполагать, что банк как банк будет существовать как будет существовать как сейчас. What would you tell a country who hasn't embraced blockchain technology? Представь, кто-то в 90-м году или там в начале 2000-х или в 90-х сказал, мы не хотим внедрять интернет в своей стране. Где бы эта страна находилась сейчас? Да, вот тот, кто не будет заниматься блокчейном, я думаю, через 20-30 лет уже будет